The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In these times of rapid change, chaos, and crisis... A new wave of legendary leaders is rising up to answer their higher calling. Many are not famous nor have followers, though some do. They are brave individuals like you, seeking your highest truth and committed to deep personal change. Welcome to Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling with your host, Maria Danley. Here is the innovative support you've been looking for to become the legendary leader you are destined to be. Now, here's Maria Danley. Hello and welcome to Legendary Leaders Answering the Higher Calling. I'm your host, Maria Danley, and I thank you for being here with us today. I'm so glad that you've joined us and welcome. Our show today is focusing on preparing for surgery with our guest, Peggy Huddleston. Peggy is the author of Prepare for Surgery, Heal Faster, A Guide of Mind-Body Techniques, and she will be talking about her work and the amazing impact of her five-step program, the impact that that five-step program is having on patients who prepare ahead of time for surgery, and also how her work is creating a win-win situation in hospitals as well. If you or your loved ones are facing surgery, you'll want to stay tuned to our show today and keep this information handy. Peggy will tell you about how to prepare for surgery in the most elegant way possible. You'll learn how to reduce anxiety, speed up recovery, have fewer days in the hospital, and create miraculous results. So do stay tuned. We'll be taking calls throughout this hour, so if you have any questions or comments and would like to talk to Peggy Huddleston and to me directly, please call in. Write this down, 1-866-472-5795. And again, that's 1-866-472-5795. We love to have callers and be interactive with you, so please call in. And as you know... Legendary Leaders does have a Facebook page, and you can find it by by going to Facebook, forward slash Legendary Leaders Radio Show. And there you're going to find information about upcoming shows, links to other shows, and I'd love to hear from you there. And I, I admit that I've been slow with social media in the past, but I went to the site today, and it's fun to see all of you there. So thank you for those of you showing up there, too. And you can always contact me directly with comments or questions about email it by just e- emailing me at this address, Maria at legendaryleaders.com. 
Also, I'm very excited about a wonderful opportunity that's coming up for those of you who feel called to it. I will be co-facilitating a journey to the sacred British Isles next July in 2016, where I, along with the Sacred Travel Initiative, will be taking a small group of people to Glastonbury and Cornwall. And this is a rare opportunity because we will be exploring a version of the Merlin Arthur legend that few people know, right in the heart of Avalon and Tintagel. My partners on this trip and I are looking forward to being with you. And we're also looking for adventurous souls who want to develop their new paradigm leadership skills. On this journey, you will meet Merlin and King Arthur within you. And you'll develop a relationship with them so that you will be able to access their guidance and mentorship as you follow your higher calling. You'll also connect with the ladies of Avalon within you, enhanced by being right there at the Chalice Well in Glastonbury, where you will be lodging. So you'll have a lot of time, a lot of sacred time in the Chalice Well Gardens before and after tourists leave. You'll also begin a journey to develop a relationship with each of the 12 Knights of the Round Table. Now, each knight represents an important quality of character building called chivalry, needed for visionary leaders of our future. You'll be developing these qualities of chivalry that Merlin taught Arthur to develop his leadership skills. And you'll meet your own knight and lady within who will guide you to your higher calling and great work that each of you are here to do. It will be an opportunity of a lifetime, and you'll be the first group to be working with the Merlin Arthur legacy in this way, right there in the heart of England. So for more information, you can contact me at maria at legendaryleaders.com. We're going to have more information about this coming up. We have a teleconference series that will be part of the trip as well, and that's starting October 15th for those of you interested in hearing more. So please just write to me, maria at legendaryleaders.com, and I will uh, connect you to more information, and you can listen to the first part of the teleconference series, which is free. So if you feel the calling, please do contact me. And now, as a, as a way of introducing my guest today, I'm very excited about my guest today, and I want to tell you a little bit about how I heard about her. Now, as many of you know, I was in a six-month program that started last spring with Patricia Ellsberg, who was leading us through Barbara Marks Hubbard's book, Emergence, The Shift from Ego to Essence. And in that class, we were working weekly to deepen our relationship with our higher selves, We were also rewiring our brains at the same time so that we would be more receptive to to feel our higher selves love and to hear their wisdom. It turned out to be a fabulous class. Well, in one of our classes, Patricia was talking about a guest who was staying with her in, in her home at the time named Peggy Huddleston, and she was marveling about Peggy and her work. She told us how Peggy would commute every day to the hospital to be with her brother, And after hours of commuting time and hours being in the hospital, Peggy would return each evening to Patricia's house, still radiant and filled with light and happy. And I would just say Patricia was marveling about how Peggy's work was so beautiful, how she was transforming, helping people heal, and in a a way bringing a light into hospitals that had not been there. Well, I was so impressed hearing about her that I knew I wanted to have her on the show, and here she is with us today. I'll just give you a little bit of information about her. A graduate of Harvard Divinity Divinity School, 
Peggy Huddleston has taught self-healing workshops to thousands of people around the world. Her groundbreaking research on the ways the human spirit can enhance healing has been featured in numerous newspapers, magazines, and television broadcasts. In her private practice as a psychotherapist, Peggy works with individuals, couples, and families in person or over the phone on a wide range of physical, emotional, or spiritual healing issues. As a project director at the Center of Psychology and Social Change, an affiliate of the Department of Psychiatry at the Cambridge Hospital, Peggy organizes a one-week camp for young healers each summer. She also works with the parents of children who have paranormal experiences. Peggy helps individuals prepare for surgery and teaches a two-day training and certification workshop based on her book, Prepare for Surgery, Heal Faster. So healthcare professionals can teach the program in their hospitals or private practices. She visits hospitals all over North America, lecturing and explaining the research behind the program to surgeons and anesthesiologists. Peggy Huddleston is the author, again, of Prepare for Surgery, Heal Faster, a Guide of Mind-Body Techniques. So she's with us today, and she's going to tell us about her five steps to prepare for that. She also would love to hear some of the hospitals that she has her work in, and we'll be talking to her about that. So welcome, Peggy. We're so happy to have you here. Hi, Maria. I'm thrilled to be here with you because you're doing such beautiful, beautiful work that I feel so aligned with. Oh, yes. Well, I, I, when I was reading about you and reading all the information that you gave me and listening to your, your meditation CD this morning, I was just thinking how aligned we are and thrilled that I can introduce you to our audience. Um, there's so many things to talk about. I'm wondering where to begin. Is there a place you'd like to begin? I have many questions here, but I'd like to have you start out. Well, I, I just think the overarching uh, principle that you're working with is that is really helping each person to remember what they came to earth to do, to know what their sole purpose is. Because the more we remember that and live out of the truth of that calling, we feel so in harmony physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And that was what I did when I wrote my book, Prepare for Surgery Hill Faster. It felt like it was something I had agreed to do, and I could just feel it sitting above my head completely finished. Even though it took me two years to write it, and but it, it took, you know, it, it takes going on that inner knowing. Like I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It feels right, but then and then there's that. Oh, but is it really? And I'm going to actually do this, and then it's doing it, and then seeing what evolves from there. And you go, boy, was that ever the right thing to do? That's fantastic. Well, in reading about you and your story, I know that you come from an amazing family background, and uh, you can talk about that. Or even just you know finding your own purpose, Peggy, that was quite a journey that you went through. Tell us a little bit about your story. Well, I, um, I remember after college having this sense that my life had a purpose, but I couldn't remember what it was. You know, it's that feeling, Marie, when you wake up and you've had a dream, but you can't quite remember it. <laughs> yes. And yes. Um, I had this wonderful grandmother who had done amazing things. She had actually been the first woman to vote in America. They had held all the polls back so she could vote first. And then she was the first woman to run for the state Senate in Maine, and she was one of the founders of the American Lung Association. So I grew up with my father seeing his mother doing everything. So I was raised that a girl, a woman in America could do anything. So I didn't have that sense I couldn't do anything. And 
But then when I was out of college, I had this sense, well, I know I'm here for a reason, but what is it? I've forgotten. And so it was such a strong feeling, and I felt so adrift not knowing what it was that I took time to to try to re- reconnect with it. And I just went out and, and uh, worked on a ski ranch, serving breakfast and cleaning bathrooms. To be out of doors was what felt right, to really connect to my roots. And I kept having a dream I was going to break my leg skiing. And, of course, what I, I was clueless at that point. I was only, only in my early 20s. And, of course, I didn't realize I was broken in my ability to go forward. I was wanting to know my next step, and I couldn't remember it. And I did break my leg skiing, and when I was came home back to Philadelphia and I was in a cast from my toes to my hip for six months, I had the extraordinary blessing of someone who was like a second father, Arthur Young, who you know because of your sister and her work. Mm-hmm. And Arthur said, uh, we're, you're good. come on over every morning because he, he and his wife lived a block away in Philadelphia and said, we're just going to sit in my library and talk. And I thought, oh, great, Arthur, you mean I can read all these extraordinary books that are in your library? Because Arthur had invented the helicopter, and he got the process of invention through his dreams. And after he had sold the rights to Bell Helicopter, because he had built models and got it to fly and built the real thing, that little two-seater bubble, then he knew this invention had come from pure consciousness because he was having dreams for psychotherapy and in the dreams he'd get blueprints about helicopters and he knew that's how the information had come to him. It had been downloaded into his consciousness and he was a scientist. He had studied at Princeton with Einstein and he was going, but how is this possible? So he and his wife spent the next, I think, at least 20 years studying altered states of consciousness all over the world so his library was filled with the most extraordinary books about healing. And he said, no, no, I'm not going to let you read any of those books because you'll think that the information you got is from the books. I know you know so much about healing from other lifetimes, and we're just going to talk every morning so you remember what you already know that you, were, you came in, you were born with. Mm-hmm. And I went, really? Because I didn't even know that. He saw that in me when I didn't. And so we talked every day, and he literally helped me remember what I already knew. And I feel that's what you're doing with your legendary leaders. They're helping people remember why they came here, what they already know, and to ground it so they start acting on it and using it here. Isn't that true? Yes, I do believe that is true. And I think everyone wants to know, well, that's not true. Not not everyone might be on this earth to do to follow a higher purpose. Some people might be here for a little rest and relaxation. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I do believe those that know, like you did, I have a purpose. And I've, I've known I've had a purpose, even to the point where I would, uh, let's say, not get married and have kids. I just knew there's something I'm supposed to be doing here. And I think there is a yearning when you have that feeling, and you do want to know. And, and finding it, though, can be quite a journey as it was for you. How amazing you got to be with Arthur Young. I mean, certainly people might not know he is the inventor of the helicopter, but as my sister also knew Arthur, and she said one of the reasons he was uh, creating a helicopter and inventing a number of things, he wanted to understand the process of how all things work, and he had an amazing genius for bringing in all kinds of uh, interesting, let's say, different 
viewpoints and different uh, studies, you know, of art and music and science to say, oh, this is the seven-step process. This is how it works. What an opportunity to sit with him every morning. That's fantastic, Peggy. Yes, because he, he had that amazing theory he created about the descent of light into matter. Mm. Anything to say about that? <laughs> well, what, I, what I've seen, and because I just felt... I could, uh, the book on showing, I was working as a psychotherapist, showing people how to prepare for surgery, and I found that they, they didn't have anything given them to by their doctors that could give them a way to reduce their anxiety, shift themselves out of fear. And so as I had a bunch of clients in about a three or four week process time, and they all were just scared about surgery, and so I just developed this, these five steps to prepare for surgery. It's that process, you know, where you, in your intuition, you just have this inner knowing where all the information just downloads. It just mm-hmm. came to me in a huge intuitive knowing, a streaming. Mm-hmm. You know that feeling yes. when you're, you're feeling all the information is coming to you intuitively and you just open your mouth and letting yourself be a flute to come through you, what's the mm-hmm. truth that's coming through? Yes. That, that's how it all came through. And then as I began showing people how to use these five steps, and it was back when they had cassette tapes and developed a relaxation tape for them to use, that all come back and say, oh, I've gotten so peaceful, I could shift out of my raw fear into deep peace, listening to this relaxation twice a day. And when I actually used this before surgery, I was so calm in the holding area, I had my friends thinking of me and wrapping me in a blanket of love for the half hour before surgery, and I felt a peace I've never felt before while I was waiting for surgery. And then when I went into the operating room, I actually needed much less anesthesia because I was already so calm, and the feeling of peace that emanated from me actually was contagious and affected the whole staff in the OR. There was a serenity, there was a presence in the operating room. And the surgeon said afterwards there was much less bleeding than they normally see. And that's, of course, when a person is deeply relaxed, it changes the vascular pressure, and there is less bleeding. And then they'd say, and it turns out my doctors would say, I use 50% less pain medication than they'd ever seen before, and my surgical wound had healed much faster than they'd ever seen. Hmm. So I thought, well, I just had a bunch of good clients. So, you know, you always have good clients that do really well. <laughs> and all of them had this experience. And so they all kept saying, can't you put this in a book so I can send it to people? And it was just at that point where I was just about to start my study at Harvard Divinity School where they allowed me to design my own course of study of what a person can do emotionally and spiritually to speed their physical healing. And I began working with people who had just been diagnosed with MS, showing them how to put it into remission. Uh, and, and as I'd work with them, within half an hour, the blurriness that might be in their vision or the fatigue or the numbness in the leg would just disappear. And I'd say, this is what you do to put MS back in remission. And it's been 30 years since, since I work with those people, and they've all been able to maintain a remission if they get an exacerbation of symptoms, they just use what I taught them. And they've, they've kept their, uh, their symptoms literally are non-existent. They've been able to maintain that balance of having their uh, sympathetic nervous system be uh, subdominant and, and reduce stress, and so they've never had the illness progress. 
So that's what I was doing, and it was so thrilling. And then I, after I finished my study at Harvard Divinity School, I knew this book was sitting above my head. Like I could feel four books sitting above my head, completely finished. And this first book I knew was the Prepare for Surgery book. But I had to take the time to write it. It took me six hours. I'd take my son to school, to Montessori school, drop him off at 8.30, go home, and I'd write until I had to pick him up at 3. And I did that for two years. <clears throat> at the end of it, the book was finished. Uh, and it, and it's since used at hospitals all over the country, the book and the relaxation CD. Uh, for example, the big Harvard teaching hospital, Rigman Women's, they have a brochure about it, which they give all their patients. Mm-hmm. And they offer a free Prepare for Surgery, Heal Faster workshop to any for any patient having surgery at Brigham and Women's Hospital that's had me train 20 nurses who all work in the operating room and they give these workshops to patients on the phone or in person. And then when the patient comes to the hospital, that nurse is with the patient in the holding, holding area. Uh, so it's, it's been beautiful because they see patients have a reduction in anxiety, use less pain, about 50% less pain medication and they heal much faster and the hospital has increased in patient satisfaction scores, which means they get a larger reimbursement of money from Medicare. So it, mm. it, it helps the patient, it helps the hospital, it's a win-win all around, and the patient heals faster. That's just fantastic. Well, first of all, it's, it's amazing that Harvard Medical uh, School would, would uh, or let's say Harvard Divinity School, would let you you'd be so uh, free in doing exactly what you wanted to do. How fantastic. It was wonderful. It was It was thrilling. Because uh, I knew what the gaps were in my knowledge, and I knew what I needed to learn, so I could c- take courses at the Divinity School. I could take courses in Harvard Yard in psychoneuroimmunology, uh, just plain old biochemistry. So I, I was able to fill in the gaps of what I knew intuitively that I needed with just plain learning. Yeah, I I, I have a quotation of you where you said, you know, I think I've hidden. I'm quote quoting you. I think I've hidden behind my Harvard degree and my polite manners as a way to be safe in this culture. Harvard Divinity School gave me a chance to plug some of the holes in my knowledge. And then you go on to say, but my whole work has been about hearing an inner voice. Will you talk about your relationship with this inner voice, Peggy? Yes, and it's, it's, uh, I've always heard an inner voice guiding me. I guess a lot of people call it their intuition or they have a feeling of inner knowing and I always knew when I followed it, it would be just so right, and my rational mind would question it. But I wouldn't do that much, because when I followed that inner knowing, it was just exquisitely correct. And then I found, when I was teaching classes in self-healing techniques, that someone could ask me a question, and I'd think to myself, I don't know the answer to that, but I'd just feel the answer drop into my head, and I'd just say it, and it'd be this exquisite, elegant information that would come out, that I would marvel at because it didn't come from me. It came from a higher level. Mm. And I've always trusted that. And I've, I've spent most of my life trying to look normal. I never told anybody that was happening. Yeah. But that was what was happening. And uh, it, was, it was only in a book where they wrote about my work that I really explained that full dynamic that I was experiencing so that it gives confidence to everyone to trust this inner knowing because we all have it, and it's all there guiding us in, in little things in life and in large things. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
we, you talked about the inner knowing and saying that each of us has this extraordinary capacity for self-healing. And it's so simple. You say, if we're shown how to talk to our body, if we ask our body if there is a problem, what's happening and why, it will tell us the healing process. All we have to do is listen and have the courage to follow what we've heard. So you're, you, you do this. You help people to hear their, to communicate in a sense with whatever is going on and in what illness they're, they're dealing with, correct? Yes, and for example, I was working with a gentleman this weekend who was preparing for surgery on his neck to have two um, vertebrae that disintegrated replaced, and as I got him deeply relaxed and had him talk to his neck and ask it, what was it feeling? It said anger. I said, ask your neck why, and it said all your anger you've stored here, you, it didn't feel safe to express. So it turned out all this anger that was stored there was actually wearing away the vertebrae, and then when he asked, I said, ask it, what comforting emotion does it want to be given? And he said, my, my neck says it needs peace and love. So we'll just put your hand on it, your right hand, and let that feeling of peace and love flow into your neck. And as mm-hmm. he did this, he said, oh, I feel such a relief. And what he had found was the underlying cause of why he needed the surgery so he could begin to heal that emotionally and spiritually now, so when he went through the actual surgery, it would be a whole lot simpler uh, because he had already dealt with the underlying cause. Mm-hmm. You know, I was saying to you how we do have certain things in common, and one is this. When I went through the Coaches Training Institute and studying coaching, and then I was a trainer, I was teaching these different uh, let's say, classes on coaching. And one was called process coaching, where you would take the client, the, your, your client that you're coaching, inside themselves, close your eyes, get very small, you know, slip into your navel, okay, let's move to where that, whatever that problem or, or that issue is. Well, I, I could see, well, that's a fantastic tool to use. I can take people right into their body and have them see that lump and put their hands right on the lump. What does the lump want to say? And it was something I thought, whoa, I figured this little piece out myself and it's fun to hear and exciting to hear how the way you're working with it. And I'll acknowledge you, Peggy. I realize that as an intuitive, I'm often telling people information. But I think mm-hmm. after reading your work, how much more important it is for people to discover the information themselves. I want to turn that around in myself. <laughs> tell, tell us more about this, the, the, the power of discovering the own, your own source of what's going on inside in the, heal, the healing process as opposed to being told by somebody else. Yes, I think we all resist sometimes being told. So I would, I would work with, the way I'd work with clients is, that come to me for a session, they'd want me to tell them everything. And I instead would hear their questions, and then I would um, help them get deeply relaxed so then they could hear their own answers. And I'd begin to hear what their unconscious was saying before they could hear it. And I could just listen and guide them into begin to hear their own inner knowing because that's what they're going to have to leave with was a, a, a deep connection to their inner knowing and that's what I was always feeling my way around to guiding them to first hearing that inner knowing and then secondly, trusting it and have the courage to act on it. Because many people hear their inner knowing, but they don't act on it. Mm-hmm. Others hear it and do the opposite of what it says. So I was always helping each person to feel where they were in, in that process. And then I discovered 
through my book uh, in preparing for surgery that people could use this for many other things. Uh, people would use it, for example, as a chapter to lessen the side effects of chemotherapy so they could dramatically lessen those side effects. They did a research at Mass General research study at Mass General Hospital and it, it documented they were able to, it was a randomized controlled trial where half the people were given a one-hour, my one-hour workshop to lessen the side effects of chemotherapy and they had significantly less nausea, anxiety, mm-hmm. insomnia, weight loss, and a significant increase in patient satisfaction mm-hmm. and compared to the control group that had standard care. So we can make an enormous difference with that. Uh, Recently, in last July, at the University of Maryland Medical Center, Dr. Rappaport, who's the hematologist and oncologist and director of the bone marrow transplant, asked if I'd come and train his staff and himself in using my program for their patients preparing for a bone marrow transplant. Because with bone marrow transplants, about a third of patients die within, of complications within the first year of the transplant, and he thought mm. if we could teach patients how to look forward to the chemotherapy to reduce the side effects, because they have to begin be given big doses to wipe out their bone marrow, to be given new bone marrow, if we could show them how to first, for maybe a few weeks before they have the bone marrow transplant, learn to live in a deep state of inner peace where they can shift into that their own essence where they feel this peace, if our patients could learn to feel that and their family members for a few weeks before they came here, that's going to be their anchor for getting through this instead of going through this at a, at a high level of fear. So I trained their staff, and it was very thrilling work because they're now using it for all their patients preparing for a bone marrow transplant who want to use mind-body techniques to reduce their stress, reduce their anxiety, and instead welcome the bone marrow Bless it when it's being uh, infused into their body, welcoming the chemotherapy. So they're finding patients have much better results as a result of of the uh, transplant. So it can be used in so many other ways. Uh, I've recently worked with patients uh, who had lupus and worked with them, showing them that autoimmune disease, how they can get deeply relaxed and connect with their essence that is peace, and as they resonate with that deep inner peace, the bo- our bodies just heal. But it's it's learning how to shift into that and keep shifting back into it. So I, I've learned so much from the people who have come to me, like the woman who had lupus. Um, she said the drugs they want to give me have the possible side effect of lymphoma, and mm. so I don't want that. And what do I do? So I I worked with her showing her how to get deeply peaceful so that her own healing process could get flowing. And after three months of working with her and her husband, I said, go back to your rheumatologist and have him test for the markers for lupus and see where you are. Your, your pain's decreased enormously. You feel so much better. But let's get some medical evidence. And they found that the markers for lupus, in her case, had decreased by 50%. So it was so exciting for her to get those results from her own doctor. He said, whatever you're doing, do more. <laughs> and, and, she, and now she knew what she was doing. She had learned to shift out of chronic fear into deep peacefulness and should do that listening to my relaxation CD. And 
that was her process for healing. It was it was thrilling to watch her do it. Mm. It's exciting that you tell us these stories, you, that you've had this kind of uh, firsthand experience. I know that you, you wrote about and said that surgery can be a doorway of transformation, that when people are scared about surgery and their defenses break down, they feel a letting go, and often they fall into their souls. And as they land in their souls, they connect with a deep peace that they have never known. That deep peace is what many people stay connected to for the rest of their lives. That's really the opportunity of surgery. What a beautiful reframe that is. A fantastic way to, to look at it. Well, that's what I found. And, pe- and people will use my book and CD just because they're anxious about surgery. And if you had told them a week before, do you want me to show you how to connect to the deep piece of their soul, that I'll say, don't bother me, I'm busy. I've yeah. got a life going on here. I'm doing fine. But often when they're told they have to have surgery, they feel very anxious. And they'll just use my book to reduce anxiety and reduce the use of pain medication after surgery and to speed their healing. And in that process, as they listen to my relaxation CD, it shifts them into the deep peace of their own essence, their soul. And as they feel it, they say, I never knew there was this inner peace. This has changed my life. Mm -hmm. So they'll go through it initially to avoid the anxiety. And then as they keep using it after surgery, which then the research shows that we've done at different hospitals in Boston that it speeds their healing. In fact, patients after colorectal surgery at a randomized controlled trial at the Leahy Clinic in Burlington, Massachusetts, they left the hospital 1.6 days sooner than the control group having standard care. Mm. They actually healed faster. Uh, and another study that I did at the New England Baptist Hospital with Dr. Ben Bierbaum, the chief of orthopedic surgery, we found patients using my book and CD and workshop for knee joint replacement. They actually uh, healed faster and left the hospital 1.3 days sooner than the control group. So it was seen the medical evidence. And so that's wonderful. And in the process, as you're saying, people learn to connect to a deep inner peace that is life-changing. This is so exciting for all of you who are getting an idea of how exciting this can be for you and for loved ones. You can go to www.healfaster.com. That's heal, H-E-A-L, faster, F-A-S-T-E-R.com, where you can find Peggy's book and her CDs there. And again, her book, Prepare for Surgery, Heal Faster is there, and you're, you're going to want that for you to, to read some of these fascinating stories in here as well. Um, and also, out, you out there, if you'll call in at 866-472-5795, you'll have a chance to speak with Peggy if you have any questions and you want to talk with her. Again, 866-472-5795. Now, normally we go to a break, but I just am too excited. I want to just keep talking to you about this. Because it does seem that, that moving the consciousness down into that depth of peace, and as we were learning in, in the emergence class with, with Peggy, with Peggy, with uh, Patricia Ellsberg, we are learning to connect with that deep oneness within that deep higher self, that essential self. And it seems like all that healing, all that, that peace and love is, is right there inside of us. Tell us more about how you look at that, Peggy. Well, as you were saying, it's right there inside of us. We don't have to build it or make it or create it. It's our essence. It's our soul. It's who we are. And we're born in this life. We're a soul that dives into a physical body, a baby's body. 
<laughs> and and yet there's a forgetfulness that comes with that. We forget that we are uh, a divine being. We are love. We are light as our essence. You can look at little babies. That's why they look so beautiful because they're radiant. They're still in that dimension of of just centered in their essence. But as little children get older, you can watch where a window shade gets pulled down and you can see they're no longer dwelling in that essence that they know they are love. Mm-hmm. And at some point, their ego starts developing and their ego begins telling them they're not good enough or they're not smart enough or they're not this enough. And they start to believe that voice, it's negative, rather than feeling their essence, which is love, and hearing the inner knowing that's always guiding us into what we need to be doing here on Earth. And so Earth is this amazing place where as you begin to feel the essence that you are, and it's not an intellect. Many people know intellectually, I know my essence is love, but it's a whole other thing to feel it and then live out of it. What, what I like to do in the morning, I wonder if you ever do this, Maria, because I bet we do a lot of the same things. I love to wake up in the morning and lie in bed and just put the palms of my hand over my, one hand over my heart chakra and the other hand over my solar plexus. And I just feel, coming out of the palms of my hands, I feel peace. And as I just lie there feeling it, it then builds from peace into deeper peace, into love, gentle love. And I just begin feeling it flow through me as I connect with my own essence. And I'll lie there just reveling and feeling the peace that is my essence. Mm. And of course, it's easy to do with my eyes closed, lie in bed. That's the easy part. And then what I do as a practice is I get up and go about my day, but I'm always keeping as much larger percentage as I can focused on that feeling because that's who I really am. And I can watch my mind start to get triggered or upset by certain things and just keep shifting back to that inner feeling. Because it's always, we have a, I find we have a choice moment by moment to either be in our essence of that peace or be in our ego, or our personality, and it's constantly choosing the one that feels better. So, so true. And I know one of the exercises in class, in the emergence class, we were just playing with that idea of, of turning our, and I've even had uh, led this on the show as one of the exercises I've given to the audience, where you put your focus outside of yourself on a problem and you feel the agitation of it and the worry and is it going to work? And you can feel your body kind of shutting down, feeling anxiety, feeling a little weird. And then as an exercise, okay, pull that focus back in and turn it inward and upward toward your higher self and feel their love and feel their radiance and and the love just pours in and the more you train your neurochemistry your neurobiology i may be saying the wrong words there you can start to attune that you can just turn your focus in a moment and be flooded with love it's such a wonderful thing to have um we're going to take a caller here jude from colorado are you there jude still waiting thank you i sure am hi I'm I'm having a wonderful time listening to this uh, conversation with Peggy Huddleston. Thank you. I uh, wanted to call in and and say that um, I just recently had um, knee surgery, uh, total knee replacement, and um, of course going into that, I was quite 
anxious, and um, I have a wonderful family doctor who said, well, Jude, you know what you need to do is you just need to get Peggy Huddleston's book and CD and um, Hmm. start immediately to read and listen to that tape. Well, I had that book in my library, and um, but I didn't have the CD, so I um, I went ahead and got the CD and began to to listen to that in the morning and in the evening and uh, during the time that I was uh, reading the book, and um, <clears throat> you know the um, part of it is to uh, have three end results as you're going into surgery and. Um, just imagining, you know, how you're feeling when you're just, a, when you know you're getting better, then when you're feeling a little bit stronger than the end results when, you know, you're totally healed. And I, I had the, um, um, Peggy was kind enough to have uh, somebody call me and give me a workshop and to lead me through that process. So uh, not only did I have the benefit of this GD in the book, but I also had a a one-on-one workshop over the phone, which was um, very, very wonderful. And the person that gave it to me was so kind and and heartful. And so um, I had my three end results very clearly mapped out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the thing that it does is is that... um, it gives you uh, an absolute choice, uh, a black and white choice. Do you want to be afraid? Or do you want to go to this end result that you know is beautiful and healthy and uh, just exactly the outcome you want from your surgery? And um, I absolutely wanted the outcome that I imagined um, with the um, woman who gave me the workshop. And um, so I I stayed there. I stayed there and, and went through the whole process, um, did my healing statements. I um, had, you know, the healing statements, um, gave them to my anesthesiologist, gave them to my doctor, and both were very happy to cooperate with that process, had mm-hmm. it um, put on my... Um, hospital gown, and I had a, a CD, the CD, and listened to it throughout the process. And you know, I, you know, you hear that things work, right? And you you uh, hope things work, and it sounds good. And um, so I was. I just have to say that going into it, I thought, well, I'm going to have to go to rehab for a couple weeks. It's going to be really painful, it's going to be hard to come home, it's going to be hard to go down the stairs, and um, I had told my um, my orthopedic doctor that, yes, indeed, I was planning to go to uh, rehab, and <clears throat> but as it turned out, um, everything that I had imagined to come true came true. I had one of the... Um, <clears throat> healing statements that the doctor would say is, when you get back to your room, you're going to be hungry for, and, you know, I wanted, I wanted raspberry sherbet, you know, you will not be nauseated, you will, you know, you'll be hungry for, and I got back to my room, and they asked me if I wanted anything, I said, I sure do, I want some raspberry sherbet, (laughs) I wasn't nauseated, I, you know, I was pretty pain-free, my, um, I mean, I did get some pain medication, but I, I, I was 
did not experience pain at all in, in the hospital. And um, I, my physical therapist was stunned at how well I did. I went up the stairs, down the stairs. I went in the car, out of the car. And I did a full rotation on their recumbent bike in the hospital, which is pretty unheard of. Mm. And um, my doctor came into the room and she said, Jude, you know, just, I was being discharged. And she said, you know, I think you did better than you thought you were going to do because I'm happy to send you to rehab, but, uh, you know, I can't think of any medical reason why I would. Wow, and that's fantastic. Said, you can go there if you want. I said, no, I want to go home. And I came home and I have steps going up and going down. And um, and I that was a big fear of mine was going up and down those stairs. But I felt very confident after doing the rehab in the hospital successfully. They showed me how to do those steps. I came home. I, I did the steps just perfectly. And, um, you know, the first... The first week I'm, I'm going is- to interrupt a little bit because we only have a certain amount of time on the show, Jude, but I'm okay. so grateful that you, and I just wanted to say thank you for that testament to, to Peggy's work. Did you have a question for her or you're just sharing your excitement about how well it works? Well, I, I am sharing my excitement and um, I had the privilege of doing the workshop with her this morning so, or this weekend. So I'm uh-huh. as thrilled as you can imagine you can be. This is very thrilling Yes. Spectacular. I'm so glad to hear that. And, you know, that's an, you're an inspiration, Jude, for so many people out there that are either facing some kind of surgery or have come from that. And it is so exciting to know that when we deep, we can go into this deep, deep, peaceful place, and Peggy shows you how to get there, that you can indeed heal faster, have more miraculous results. It's so exciting. I wanted to, I'm sure people out there want to know, Peggy, will you tell us about those five steps that, that prepare for surgery? Yes, and, and Jude is such a marvelous, she took a training, I give a, a two-day training one weekend a month people can take in person or in Berkeley, California with me or, or at a distance or online. And June, Jude took it, and she's such an inspiration to me because she's an example of when you really get aligned with your essence, which is peace and love, how much that accelerates healing. And that was, that was what she did so beautifully. And so the, the first step, and preparing for surgery is to calm preoperative jitters guided by the relaxation CD that comes with the book, or a person can get it as a download of an MP3 off my book's website at healfaster.com. And feeling peaceful strengthens your immune system and creates the biochemistry that enhances healing. Mm. The second mm-hmm. step is turning worries into positive end results. And then every time the worry pops up, just for a minute, feeling like that end result is happening now. The Mm -hmm. third is my favorite step. It's for the half hour before surgery, having asked all your friends and family to think of you when you're in the holding area waiting for surgery, wherever they are, to think of you and wrap you in a blanket of love. They all do it for the same half hour, and it creates this incredible peace. If you get... Ten people, you'll feel peaceful. If you get about 20 who really focus on you for that half hour, you'll feel deliciously peaceful. If you have a big support group and maybe get 50 church members or 50 people who meditate and do it, many people say they feel more love than they've ever felt before. It's like it opens a doorway to heaven where they can connect with a higher vibration 
of of love, and they can mm-hmm. reconnect that with that all the time. And so the fourth step is using healing statements. Uh, there's a chapter in the book that describes the statements. There's a page the patient cuts out of the book and gives it to their anesthesiologist when they meet them, where they usually meet them about 20 minutes before surgery, and say, could you or a nurse in the operating room say these healing statements? And these are words spoken during surgery that research shows reduce the use of pain medication by 23 to 50%. Uh, they're effective because as a person's going under the anesthesia, it puts them in a state of being highly suggestible, like in hypnosis. So that the healing statement that's said as a person's going under anesthesia is following this operation, you will feel comfortable and heal very well. It's repeated five times to the person as they're going under anesthesia. And towards the end of surgery, they'll say, your operation has gone very well five times. And then they'll say, following this operation, you will be thirsty for, and the person is filled in the name of their favorite liquid, like chicken soup. So when they say, following this operation, you will be thirsty for chicken soup, the person wakes up in the recovery room, regains consciousness, and they're saying, I want my chicken soup. (laughs) The nurses in the hospital that use my program smile and they'll say, sweetheart, you can have the chicken soup when you get back to your room. But they know that if that patient is thirsty or hungry, they're going to have no nausea. Mm. So the purpose of the healing statement is to reduce nausea. And also the statement says uh, you'll urinate easily. And so they, they urinate easily in the recovery room. And at Brigham and Women's Hospital, the Harvard Medical School teaching hospital that offers my program for free to their patients, They've told me they find patients leave the recovery room two to three hours sooner uh, than patients not using my program because the patient's vital signs are stable two to three hours sooner. Wow. And it's so wonderful that you're doing all this research, like through Harvard and other places, so you are, are getting the evidence for this, Peggy. And I, it's just wonderful. I know we're coming close to the end of this program. We do have another caller, if she can make it uh, short. Kate, are you there from New York? Yes, I am. Hi. Thank you for having this program. Hi. Thank you for having the program. I have a really quick question. I'm going through cancer right now treatments. Can I start this in the middle of it, or do I have to start, or should I have started it in the beginning? Because I've just heard about your program. You can jump in right where you are. You just get my book, and you'd focus on the chapter on how to lessen the side effects of chemotherapy. And you'd also be using the relaxation CD and read the chapters on how to reduce anxiety. It guides you on how to shift yourself out of fear and of, have, of having your sympathetic nervous system dominant into being deeply peaceful. And the reason for doing that is because your immune system, when you're stressed, it puts our immune system is put on the back burner and suppressed. And so often when people have got a diagnosis of cancer, I'll say, have you had last two or three years of enormous stress? of something going on in your family, your business, they'll say, oh, have I ever? I said, well, that's just been suppressing your immune system. And so you need to learn to be deeply peaceful, live in that state, because your immune system, when you're peaceful, just is vigorous and strong, and its natural job is to get rid of cancer. And there are beautiful studies I describe in the book where people just using the relaxation CD for 20 minutes, their body creates more natural killer cells and they cruise around and find cancer and dissolve it. 
and also creates more T-cells that coordinate your immune system. So by all means, yes, get it and start using it right away. That's fantastic. Okay, thank you very much. I'm glad, Kate, you can get that information and speak to Peggy. That's that's very exciting. I know Kate, and um, we can all send her healing. And, and thank God for your work. <laughs> that's wonderful, Peggy. That's and terrific. And she uses this with may, her mainstream treatment. It's showing her what she can do emotionally and spiritually with her healing and going through the chemotherapy and her treatment. So she's using this with, with her treatment. It's not mm-hmm. an alternative to. It's both and. It's the best of both worlds. Yes, yes. Well, I also wanted to hear just a little bit about that two-day training program that you do for professionals before we close. Anyone who feels moved to, I teach uh, them how to give four different workshops and then show them how to get them going in their community, whether it's in a hospital setting or in a yoga practice or in their own clinical practice. So they learn to give four different one-hour workshops. One's a prepare for surgery, heal faster workshop. The second is a one-hour workshop to lessen the side effects of chemotherapy. The third is a workshop to reduce chronic pain and speed healing. And the fourth is a workshop to reduce anxiety, tension, headaches, migraines, and insomnia. Uh, And then uh, they learn all the research the program's based on. And it's easiest if someone already has a clinical practice, if they're a social worker or a therapist or, or a coach, it's something they can add to their practice, but some people have used this for their own surgeries, and it's helped them so much they want to begin using it, say, in their church for all their church members. So mm. I'll, I'll be glad to train anyone who wants to take the training. They can take it from home uh, at a distance. We talk on a phone bridge, and they have videos they watch, and we talk as a group online. Well, the, where can they get this information? We have two minutes to close here. So, what is the uh, where? What in, where should they go to to sign up for this, Peggy? They go to the book's website at healfaster dot com and click on two day training, and just send me an email, and I'll call them to describe the training and answer questions. Spectacular. Well, I'm so thrilled that you were with us today, and we just scratched the surface of of topics I want to get into with you. So, I do hope you will come back and be a guest another time. Well, it's a joy to talk to you because we're so much on the same page uh, and it's just been thrilling. I just hope this has touched many people's hearts and given them the next step they needed in their own healing. Oh, thank you so much. And for all of you out there that feel inspired, you all have loved ones. You have family members and friends that this is a hard time out there in in the world, folks, and they could all use peace and quiet. Get Peggy's CD. And, um, that she, I think it's also reasonable. All of your, your, your costs are so reasonable. What a wonderful gift to give to your family and friends. So please go out and do that. Go to heal, www.healfaster.com. And that's about all the time that we have for the show today. What a thrill to be with Peggy and all of you. We've been on quite a series of shows about healing. And um, we are excited Peggy was with us today. And again, if any of you are feeling curious or drawn to that idea of, of going on that sacred journey in England next summer, please contact me at maria at legendaryleaders.com. And I'm also available to do private one-on-one higher self readings, and you can email me about that as well. So please do contact me, maria at legendaryleaders.com. I look forward to speaking with you, connecting with you. 
And for all of you out there, all of you legendary leaders of the future who are doing your deep inner work and transforming yourselves inside out, you are the leaders of the future, changing the planet as we know it. I thank you so much for listening to Legendary Leaders Answering the Higher Calling. And it is an honor to support all of you unsung heroes on your journey to become the legendary leaders that you're destined to be. And until next week, I send you my love and best wishes. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in this week for Legendary Leaders. Maria Danley invites you to join her for another inspiring show next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Have a wonderful week.